Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or a message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and welcome back. We are on episode 49 during a COVID quarantine gym episode. (laughs) And so Julia and I wanted to take this opportunity to address maybe some concerns a lot of people have right now having to stay home from the gym. So more than likely, most of you do not have a home gym or a robust amount of equipment where you can get the same stimulus uh, stimulus you are getting at the gym. So we really talk about ways that you can take whatever you know uh, weights you may have, bands, whatever equipment you have, and how can we make that harder? How can we intensify it? How can you still elicit a good amount of change and adaptation from your body in just a different way? Um, And we really get into several different ways you can do that. Julia actually wrote a really good um, uh, article on Elite FTS, which I've linked in the show notes, uh, outlining how you can do that. And she has some videos. It's really, really great. We also discuss how to stay motivated during this quarantine. It's so crazy. You know, we're all staying home and we're doing our very best to try to... (laughs) have some, you know, normalcy in what's going on. But how can we stay motivated? You know, a lot of the times that um, our, you know, our escape is actually leaving the house and going to the gym. So how do you stay motivated during these times? We give you some tips and some pointers to stay on that. And as a little bonus, um, uh, Julie and I talk about how to get back into the gym. So eventually this is going to be all done and you're going to be in a different state than you were when you left. Let's just say you've been keeping up your powerlifting training. You're going to be in a different physical state. So what are some things to consider when you get back into the gym? And this episode, of course, is brought to you by my gym, Core Strength and Performance, where we live through strength. So if you are interested in online training, we are still offering online training and we've made some adaptations for people who can't go to the gym, which is probably going to be... for the next couple months. So if that's something you're interested in, need a little bit more guidance, um, hit us up. You can send me an email at Heidi at the future is female powerlifting.com. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at core SMP. That's core strength and performance or the future is female powerlifting. And let's get into it with Julia. Julia and I were talking off air a little bit about what's going on in her area as far as the gym and my area, as far as the gym. And we know that all of you are going through, we're all going through the same thing. So we can't really go to the gym. Um, We're having to make do with what we have at home, um, if we even have anything at home. Um, And I know that everybody is searching for ways to... um, be have an exercise that's harder. How to how to make it uh, more intense for themselves. So Julie and I want to talk a little bit about um, some questions that we got online. But how to? We're going to start off with the first one, which is how to make certain exercises more intense. So how do we intensify maybe body weight exercises or exercises that have a very light weight? So I'm assuming that maybe some of you out there might have a kettlebell, a dumbbell, 
and maybe some bands, right? I, I feel like mm-hmm. even the people that have the most minimal things, they have something um, that's anywhere from five to 40 pounds. It's like very random. I've talked to people, they're like, I have one 20 pound and, yeah. then, I, and then I have a two pound. <laughs> like, yep. like yep. okay, we're going to have to work with that. <laughs> yep. um, but Julie, what would you say are some ways that people can take everyday exercises that they're doing and intensify them a bit? So funny that we mentioned this, and I actually just posted in my coaching log on Elite FTS, is there are about eight or nine ways to make bodyweight workouts, and obviously if you have band or lightweight as well, harder. Um, And a lot of the – we can do 10 reps, and then 10 reps gets easy, and we can do 12, and then we can do 15. Um, That's kind of what we would call progressive overload Mm -hmm. um, in a sense. Instead of adding more weight, we're trying to increase repetitions from week to week. Um, but let's be honest that either A, that gets boring, um, or B, you can only, I mean, you can only yes. do so many push-ups, yeah, right? So, exactly. Um, so how can we make it harder? Uh, one way to do it is to, I like to do it for my clients, is to tempo the exercise. Mm. So if we're familiar with how an exercise Take a squat, for instance. We have the eccentric, or what people might know as the negative portion, which is when you lower yourself down. Mm -hmm. Then you have the concentric portion, which is pushing back up and standing back up to the top. So we we have those two parts of the movement. Um, We can even add in the third, which would be the very bottom of the squat. When you are at the bottom of the squat, that's kind of that third, um, the third principle, so to speak. So we have a down, we have a bottom position, and we have an up position. So you can take any of those portions and tempo them. So I can go down really slow, okay? We can go down for three seconds, probably not as difficult, or we can take 10 seconds to lower ourselves down. Now, if you've ever done that, right? It sounds terrible. (laughs) You went from three to 10. I was thinking five, (laughs) you're like, 10 seconds. But that is a way to do it, right? So if I I go nice and slow, now the key here is, and I think this is where there is a a, a big difference in just counting and, and going slow and really focusing. And what I've been telling a lot of my clients is this is a good chance to to feel what's going on in those muscles, right? right? Sometimes when we're at the gym and we're doing lunges or squats, we just kind of go up and down and we do the movement. If you slow that down, it gets tough and you can really feel where you're feeling some things. And for those of you that have maybe imbalances or previous injury, you might start to really notice, oh, wow, I kind of feel myself shifting to one side. I kind of feel. So as a byproduct, you might actually be able to see where there are some differences. Right, right. Yeah. So the eccentric portion, now that's a pretty common way of a lot of people in the gym will do that, right? With the negatives. Yep. Try also tempoing that concentric portion. (laughs) So instead of coming up fast, come up slow. That is like, it's actually very difficult to do because your brain says just stand up as fast as possible or in a push up, push and get out of this position. Try tempoing the concentric portion and uh, that in and of itself can be super challenging. Yeah, I like that. And it's funny that I just saw a 10 
Have you seen the one C10 and do 10 that's going around on on yes. Instagram, right? Yes. So I saw somebody yep. do C10, do 10 of uh, 303 or, you know, tempo, three yep. down, tempo. Pa- zero pause on the bottom, and then three seconds concentric. And it, it looked awful. <laughs> I was like, oh. You get to, yeah. You get to about awful. number three. Oh, yep. yeah. That was, I mean, but that is a fantastic way to challenge your muscles and make it difficult. And I, I feel like you're real spot on when you're talking about you take that time to do the exercise. You can really see where, hey, how come I don't feel it as much here on one side? I can feel it more on the other side. So that, that's, you're taking the time to really feel how your body is moving through those exercises. Okay. So I like tempo. What is another way that people can intensify an exercise? Um, another way to do it would be to, uh, I do this with a lot of exercises is add what we call a half rep um, or add a partial rep in there. So if you've ever seen an exercise done a one and a half squat or a one and a half push up, a one and a half bent, I mean, you name it. So now what we're doing is we're going down into the bottom of the squat. We're only coming up halfway. We're going back down and then all the way up. So it's literally a half a rep and then a full rep. So all you're doing is, is you're putting the body through an extra half range of motion. And we're just looking to increase that time under tension. Um, That is another, I love doing that with single leg exercises like lunges, um, split squats and stuff. So that's another really good way um, to add in a little bit of a very variation. You can also do it with, um, it doesn't have to be, I've done it with split squats and doing, um, splitting it into three sections. So come a third of the way up, come two thirds of the way up and then come all the way up. So, yeah. So you can split it up into different portions and sections of, of the movement based on how far you come up. Um, I probably would cheat that. I'm just knowing myself, I would probably just not do that well. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It's one of those where you definitely got to be like honest with yourself about, how you're counting, how you're doing the movement. Um, so that's another that's another good way to, to do it as well. I know that I um, I loved the way that you added bands. So this is another way that you can take a light exercise. So let's say you have really light dumbbells. Maybe you have nine, 10 pound d- dumbbells and you're benching. And Julia just did a video a few days ago where she only grabbed a few things from the gym. So she had to make do. She has a bodybuilding competition, which I'm not sure is postponed or not, but she has a bodybuilding competition coming up in a few months. And so she still has to get her her training in and it has to be intense enough and she still needs to progress. So I love that you did, you wrap the band around your hands. Is that how you did it or did you wrap it around the dumbbells? Uh, I, I put it into my hands. Um, okay. so I think the one that you saw, well, there were a couple different variations. I did, I, I did have a barbell, so I was doing some floor presses laying on the floor band behind the back. And then you just put the ends of the band right in your palm. Yep. Um, so that that's a way to do it. Some people that can get uncomfortable, especially if you've got some pretty thick bands, so yeah. it can get a little uncomfortable on the hands. So you can certainly put it on the bar. Yeah. Um, I did shoulder presses with dumbbells as well. Mm, that's um, right. Yep. So what I did was I literally sat in a chair. I looped the band under the arms of the chair, so it was you know giving some you know something to sit against and some resistance, and then press up. That that was really tough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
It's lucky. I mean, you had Christian helping you with that, but it's easy. I mean, you could do it yourself, just like how she's describing it. Um, Another way that I like to use bands, and we've uh, been showing it for our members, is let's say you have a kettlebell or you have a dumbbell. Maybe it's too light. It's like 20 pounds. One way we've been doing it is wrapping the band around the kettlebell through the holder or the yes the, yeah and then you actually stand on it yep and you can do rdls and you can have uh you know you'll have the weight of the kettlebell and then you also have the band tension which is fantastic um it gets really tight at the top there it yep. gets really tight on the top so you know there's different ways and in order to intensify it you would just step on the band closer so you're not actually putting your feet through the loops you're actually just stepping on top of the band if that makes sense um, and that way if you want to make it tighter or looser you step out a little bit more or you step in a little bit more and so those are just different ways that you can utilize bands to intensify maybe whatever weights you have and if you don't you can always just use it um, on you know rack if you have bands just to do tricep extensions um push-ups you can wrap the band around your back and do push-ups so there's several ways that i think if you really want to think about it and be inventive about it you can think of ways to intensify exercises and, and, and make it more difficult with just bands exactly exactly and i think that was one of the things um that i talked about as well and if you've got any i i don't know if i can explain this on air and if people can this we had a kid from our powerlifting team sent a, a video clip. He took his the wrist straps. So you know how like you have the not not a wrap that goes around your wrist for bench press, but the straps what, that you use to like do back work or pull ups yeah. or rows. He took a strap and he hooked. He put the one end of it on top of the door and closed the door. So all that you saw was the loop of the strap that yeah. you put your, and then he was tying his bands to that. And he oh was my like, gosh. Genius. In the door. And then he had, it was super cool. So that is genius. Cause I've yeah. had people tell me that like, I can't really loop it on anything. And you know, my garage doesn't really have that. I can't like, I can't, and I was thinking to myself like, ah, I don't know where they would put it in that case. I mean, you could tie it around a, a chair and you could do things like rows, you know, like yeah. if there was something to hold still. You have but a I, child, you could have your child hold the band. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I have all the kids hold it. Let me see if I can pull you. <laughs> You know what? It's so funny. Our members, we said, hey, if you want your kids to come in, you know, train with you at the same time, they're like, no, thank you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because they're like, that's exactly. (laughs) Any other time, they probably would have said yes, but they're like, no, we're with them all day, every day. Yes. And I can understand that. (laughs) All right. A few few more here. Yes. Let me see. um, uh, You can pulse an extra. Pulse and exercise, so kind of think like Jane Fonda esque, right? Yeah. Um, which would literally just be moving inches in that like bottom of a squat position, just small movements up and down. You can do full isometrics holding, so hold yes. for time. Yes. Um, I love wall squats after squats. Exactly. So yeah. do your squat sets with your weight. Now yep. go against the wall and hold it. Yes. Um, so full isometrics are a great way. Um, another way that we don't often think about but is to make it a, a plyometric movement. So uh. add add a jump to it. Yeah. If you're doing push-ups, right? You can, you know, push and, cl- you know, clapping yes. push-ups. So there's all kinds of different ways to add like that plyometric um, component as well, which will obviously intensify it yeah. greatly. So. And I think it's I think it's something that at this time, because we're just not sure what's going on, I think if we're 
trying to attempt to simulate our program that we had before, that that might not be possible. Right. So I've been telling people, like, this is not the time where you're going to try to be able to deadlift 315. Right. Uh, And figure out a way to make that happen. It's great if, if you can, and there's ways for you to do those things. But I think that there, this should be a time where you're going to focus on maybe something else, you know, on, on just being able to get a training in that feels, you know, the feeling of it is good. Like you feel good, you feel trained. There's a lot of stress going on right now. So I think that maybe be inventive and have, be creative with this time and have fun with these exercises rather than putting pressure on yourself to meet some sort of powerlifting program. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking, a lot of coaches talking about that online of, of don't add the stress to it of either trying to figure out how to do your powerlifting program if you're unable to. Um, but also as, as powerlifters, we, we are often going heavy and hard all the time. So this might be a good opportunity to do some more athletic based movements, stretching, mobility, yoga, yep. like you name it. We, we, before we know it, we're often broken. Yeah. So this might be a chance for some of some people to, uh, to try. And again, it's an experimental time. It, try different things and see what, what ends up working. Yeah. You might, you might find new exercises that you love and yeah. you can incorporate moving forward. Yeah. Devin's so. actually going to be doing, he's teaching yoga on Saturday. In Zoom, my husband is going to be teaching yoga in Zoom. That's awesome. Yeah, he doesn't yoga. If I don't even know if I can use that in that term, he doesn't That's yoga. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yoga, but he's going to try to yoga. He's behind me right now. He's laughing. <laughs> he's shaking his head. Oh, he's hanging out next to me. You're gonna have to record that. Record oh, it's that. it's going to be recorded. Well, I, you know, speaking of trying new things, is that I used to dance Tahitian for many years, so it's very similar to hula. And I have a friend that's conducting a Zoom cardio Tahitian dance class. Oh, cool. So I'm going to take it on Saturday. Awesome. Yes. And so I, if anybody's interested, I'll put it in the in the show notes. But she's yeah. going to be doing it for a while. And it's, you know, beginners are welcome. But it's, again, it's the opportunity to try something different that I haven't tried in a long time, you know. Um, and I have a bunch of people that are like, I'm in. I'm going to try it, you know. So mm-hmm. um, definitely the time where you can try new things and have fun with it. Is there anything else you wanted to add to those? Um, I... I'm trying to think. I think one of the only other things that I had mentioned um, in my log was you can what I would call combo exercises. So to make something harder, you can whether that's a combining a lower body with an upper body. So like, you know, a squat and a press or a dumbbell push up row. So think combination type exercises where now it's more of a total body thing. Right. Um, tends to be a little bit more stability involved, maybe a, a, a lunge to a step up or, you know, two lunges and two squat jumps, something like that. So you can combo exercises that way that might, um, you know, make more, you know, your traditional lunge, you know, a little bit harder. Yeah. And, and as far as um, how you are working out, you know, I guess it kind of depends on how much free time you have. Mm-hmm. I think if it was me and let's say I'm still working, but I'm unable to, to get to the gym, I would probably prefer to do, you know, three full body days where I'm kind of yes. going through all the exercises for my full body for those three days. But I know some people that are like, I'm still working for home. I would rather work out five days a week, 
So maybe a body part split might be something that you like more. You know, today I'm going to work arms and abs and, you know, tomorrow's going to be legs. And so um, maybe that's a way that you can have fun with it too. You know, you can have a little bit more variety in your training. So as far as how you write it out or how you plan it out, you know, think about that. How much time are you willing to devote? Because I don't necessarily recommend body part splits if you're not going to consistently be able to train. Because you're going to be losing out on the time that you're going to have that stimulus, and you're going to you might only do legs once a week. Then, yeah, right, exactly, right. exactly, and that w- wouldn't be the full potential as far as what would be most optimal for you. Correct. Okay. All right. So another thing that I've been asked several times, especially I have um, one of my uh, members, Ida. She's in uh, California. And uh, she is, this girl is so dedicated, man. She was working like so many hours. She works night shift and she was trying everything she could to go to the gym. She went like almost two hours away and she, I mean, within a day she had bought a bar, um, bought plates, bought all this stuff. And they're all, you know, like small bars, yeah. like the thin, like body pump bars almost, yep. you know, yep. and, but she bought all of that and is benching with that. I mean, it's amazing. This, I mean, she's. She's a genius. Like, she's just like, I am so motivated. But she's, she's, she even asked, she's like, how do I stay motivated during this times? Because I love going to the gym. I love being around people who are training. You know, I love the whole environment. And I'm having a hard time staying mm-hmm. motivated through my fitness goals during this time. So what are some tips that you have for people to stay motivated during this crazy times? It's interesting because when life was normal and everybody was working their jobs and most of us probably listening to this podcast were it wasn't hard for us to go to the gym, yeah. right? We had our, like we worked our eight to five or we worked our midnight shift. And then we, you know, we'd go, it was, it was kind of just part of what we did. And we, we fit it into our schedules. Now right. you have, there's lots of people out there who one of the reasons they don't go to the gym is because they feel they don't have time. Yeah. Now, oddly, many of us now have so much time <laughs> on our hands yeah. and it's like, it's, it's crazy, right? Because right. we're like, I literally feel like there's 48 hours in a day now. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't bring myself to walk out 10 feet to my garage yeah. and do a workout. And and I was thinking about this and as I was answering actually some client emails yesterday, a lot of these same issues are coming up with my clients and because they are working from home. Yeah. And how do I stay, you know, how do I stay motivated? How do I and I realized that lazy days beget more lazy days. Correct. So the more Ugh. you sit, right? The more you just go, you know what? I'm just going to take today and I'm just going to chill. Totally cool. Maybe one day your body needs a, a, a big stress relief. Yep. But if you let that happen, now it's becoming a habit. Yep. So this is all about, and I talk to my clients about this all the time, and I'm sure you guys do at the gym. It's about creating a habit. Yes. So the it's yes, it's hard because we're, our, our lives are kind of flipped upside down. And instead of going, Oh man, I, you know, I get done, I usually get done at work at five and I'm at the gym by six. I can train till seven. I'm home by, you know, seven 30 to eat dinner with the family. Like it, it's almost like being busy forces us to fit it in. And now yeah. that we have so much time, we just go, well, I'll just do it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think one thing to do is, to, is to fit it, schedule it, like you would normally schedule it. So yes. if you normally are at work from eight to five and you normally go to the gym after work, like try to try to keep that time, like try to keep your same training time. And if, if that's, 
If you don't prefer to do that, uh, because maybe the kids are home and there's a lot of family stuff going on in the evening, maybe you flip-flop it. Instead of going to work now at eight, maybe that's your training time. Get up before everybody's up and moving. And so I would say one big thing to do is create a, a, a new, either a new schedule or that new habit. So it's constantly, it's, it's just what you do. What did you do before all this happened? You fit it in somehow. Yep. Fit it in, schedule it in just like you do, you know, just like you did before. Yeah. So that's a good start. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we were talking out here and uh, I think that one of the things that I never thought about when I did a lot of home exercise, you know, we had our home gym before many years ago and, you know, cr- a lot of these things start off with rituals, right? So we have... Yep. Our gym ritual, right? We get our gym clothes on, we get our shoes on, we get our bag, we get our pre-workout, we get our headphones. Like some people can't <laughs> even work out without their headphones, right? For sure. You know, because that's so ingrained in this ritual that we have towards training. So create a new one or mm-hmm. put your shoes on. Go through the whole thing. Don't go out there when the clothes you just wore all day. Right. Put your workout clothes on. Get your headphones. Get your pre-workout. Try to make this your new ritual for however you're doing it. Turn the music on. You know, make that time away from the kids. You know, don't – if that's easier for you to stay motivated, then just say, you know, like figure something out. I know I have kids. Sometimes it's hard. I got to yell at them. When they were really small, they always had to go potty, drive me nuts. (laughs) You know, so it's one of those like, oh, I ain't got to pee again. Like, oh, that's right. We're going through this whole potty training phase. Yeah. So So there's going to be some difficulties and you're going to have to be a little flexible. But I think creating a ritual towards it, you know, treating it just like you were going to work, like she said, like you're having the same routine is going to be really helpful to get your mind in the game so that your mind, you stay motivated through that. I also find that I think in this case, we're talking about how we don't know what's going to happen the next three months, the next Mm -hmm. six months, um, creating long-term goals. So goals Mm -hmm. that maybe are at the end of the year, not PR goals. Maybe we're talking about just entering a meet. You know, I think I'm just going to enter a meet next year and that will be my goal at the end of this year. I'm not going to try to stick to some number. I'm not going to try to pick up where I left off because let's be real. If you haven't really been at the gym training with the same weights that you've been training, there's very likely you're not going to be right where you were. It's it's been a very long time and it, we don't know how long it's going to be. You know, right. strength sticks around, but it's not going to stick around for 3 months. Right. So it's right. definitely one of those things that if you want to be motivated, don't hold yourself up to the standard of strength. I think you have to kind of let go of that that it's going to come back and it's going to take time, but yep. let's set realistic goals and let's put them at the end of the year instead of May. You know, because yeah. I think a lot of us were like, I oh, it'll be done. In May. Well, I was just talking to somebody that said that they might be closed till August in New York. Yeah, I know. I was like, I what? Know. That's crazy. So, yeah. you know, well, that- and, and there's still some meets that are have not that are in June and July that have not been canceled yet. Right. right? I think they're kind of waiting it out. Yeah. So if you are one of those people, um, I have a client who's training for a meet in June. Now, thankfully, she was able to randomly find a, you know, a friend that has a gym basement that they kind of come in one at a time to, to use. So if, if that's still, if that's not you again, be realistic with maybe a June meet is, 
because you're just going to stress yourself out and go, oh my gosh, I have to do 90% this week. Where yes. am I going to find weights to do 90%? Yes. And now you're just adding way more stress on yourself than you need to. Yeah, totally. Um, I also think connecting with other people. So in my gym, we're doing Zoom workouts. I did not expect it to be so awesome. Everybody loves it. And Zoom has a capability of everybody to talk to each other. Yeah. They all talk smack to each other. It's great. That's great. Yeah. And they all hear each other sweat. It's like yep. <laughs> breathing heavy. Everybody's breathing heavy. But it's been able to create a community and they all are almost keeping each other accountable. So if, that, if that's you and you don't have anybody in your area, there are a lot of Facebook groups, you know, girls who powerlift, powerlifting women, um, even just posting a selfie of yourself. So I've, I've challenged everybody at my gym, let's call it the sweaty selfie. And so they're nice. taking a selfie of themselves after they train, right? Because now they might be a little excited, like, hey, look at me. I'm still making it happen. Things are crazy right now, but I'm taking a picture of myself and I'm posting it because I'm proud of what I'm doing. So, Absolutely. so that might be you, you know, so thinking of little things that you can do to keep you one foot in front of the other, um, even having just a friend you can do Zoom with. So maybe you yep. guys just back and forth, you're Zooming while you're training together. Yep. I, I love that idea. And that was something that I was going to chime in on as well as having either your normal training partners or your normal person. And if you go to the gym by yourself, this is an opportunity to find those people. And what's cool now in our day and age is it doesn't have to be the person that you go to the gym with because you can now do a workout with somebody in California while yeah. you're in Florida. So that's what's cool is we now you literally have an entire nation of people to work out with because we're all yeah. we're all wanting to work out together, you yes, know? Like, totally. Um, I think one other thing that can help is I, I love all the resources that a lot of people, including myself, have been putting out for home workouts. I think one thing that gets it, it, it it's easy to lose motivation when you when you don't have a plan. Yeah. So meaning meaning you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, well, it's Wednesday. I normally work out on Wednesdays, but I don't know what I'm going to do today. And then you end up kind of like you don't know what to do. Yes. And so you kind of scroll through Instagram and you're like, oh, well, I mean, I guess. I guess I'll do that. And yeah. then, so you're like half heartedly into it. You're not really into it. So either find, again, there are lots of people putting out entire month long programs yeah. for this. So find a program, find, I mean, people can reach out to me. People can reach out to other coaches on Elite FTS. Maybe, maybe this is a chance for you to even if you're able to, to hire a coach, to walk you through some of this stuff. I mean, yes. there's, but having an actual plan rather than just winging it day by day. Um, I, I think it's really easy to, if you don't know what you're going to do that day, it's really easy to write it off because you didn't have anything planned anyways. Yes. So, Oh, that's me. That's 100% yeah. me. And that's why I need you to write things <laughs> Because, you know, if I don't plan it out, like, it's the opposite. My husband's the opposite. Like, he is totally, by the whim, he wants to be able to kind of just go with whatever he feels. With me, it's like, I, if I don't have that there, then the thought of me having to put something together is so, like, eh. And I, if I haven't planned enough, then it's, then I, I'll do that. Yep. Yep. Oh, no, exactly. Totally. So. All right. So, our final thing and this is something that I wanted to talk about because I thought that um, it will be important when we get back out of this whole quarantine. Yes. Is um, I want to talk about how to return back into training after a long break. So let's say we have the average powerlifter, somebody who's been going through um, strength phases, and then they had to switch into maybe a hypertrophy sort of 
you know, training at home, this kind of thing, maybe it's two months. What are uh, some things to consider when transitioning back into the gym full on? Uh my first reaction is, is, and I know everybody's going to want to do this. They're going to want to go to the gym and just be like, Damn. I had so much time off. I'm just going to max out. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> don't do it. So uh. as, as much as our meathead brains tell us that that would be a fun thing to do, um, I highly suggest not to. And, and for, for many reasons, mainly the, the risk of injury because you have not loaded yourself in that way yeah. is, is, is super high. So yes. you don't want to go in the first day and be like, oh, we hear this all the time. People go, I just want to see where I'm at. Yes. I just want to see where my just strength want- is at first. So they could be disappointed. That's Do you think it's going to be the same? It is not. I can almost without a doubt in my mind tell you it will not be the same. Like you said, now you're going to be hurt and disappointed. Yeah, you're just going to be hurt and disappointed and sad about it. Yeah. So So number one. 500 and I could not even pull 405. Duh. Duh. Touched weight in two months. So I, I seriously, people, I, as much as we're joking about this, like, don't, don't do, don't do that. Like, yes. don't be, you will, you try to bench heavy your first day back. You're, you're going to pop a pack. Yeah. Like <laughs> just not your, your body and your nervous system are not. And there's a reason be, why power lifters gradually increase their weight going into a meet because it, again, there's a process to getting the body primed for that. Yes. Um, Now, a lot of us are doing a lot of body weight, a lot of band stuff, a lot of very lightweight stuff, um, which is probably on the opposite end, obviously, of the spectrum of of heavy lifting. And so what we, my husband and I kind of coined that term, it is GPP, right? Anything that you do that is not sports specific to, right, powerlifting, Mm -hmm. it's it's general, quote unquote, general fitness stuff. So this is a great time. We talked about this before. This is a great time to do different stuff, try different things, maybe get in a little bit of better cardiovascular shape. This is a great opportunity to take this time and almost do a little mini GPP phase. Yeah. Yeah. So now when you get back to the gym, I would recommend going into, you just said a little bit, maybe of a hypertrophy phase, start getting the bar on your back again, start Mm -hmm. getting a barbell in your hands again. And you might only do 50%. For, you know, some sets of five to 10, where it's just you're getting your tendons used to the load again, you're getting your muscles used to the heavier weight, you may need to spend a month doing that priming everything up again, and then you can, you know, get back into sort of that kind of powerlifting ish program. Yes. Yes. I think that's I great. Think, I think that's I, a great I, idea. Yeah. Not to uh, be a meathead and go at it all crazy because, you know, everybody's going to want to do that. Uh, and it's understandable. I think, you know, you, sure. you want to, you want to, you want to, you want that feeling again, but it's probably not the, not the best idea if we're talking about what's going to be best for you to get back into training. And that will vary. I think it depends on how you feel as you start getting mm-hmm. into training. Maybe it's only a two week thing, sure. two, you know, so, um, I would say that, you know, plan it out however you have it set. And maybe that is hiring somebody so that they help you get into that. Yes. <laughs> get into that phase better. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, a lot of it is going to depend, too. If you Even if you have a barbell at home with a few lightweights, um, that might 
save you some time when you get back to the gym, right? So the person who has no weights might need a little more time getting back into it. Um, whereas the person who does have some might only need a few weeks because they have been using, you know, maybe a little bit of loading. Um, so yeah, plan that accordingly, but just to first day back people, like, I feel, I feel like you've seen those memes rolling around where yeah. it's like, when the gym's open back up again, it's yeah. like a flock of ducks. Like, oh, it's going to be down. funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there are going to be so many memes. There's just going to be people just everywhere. It's going to be like January 1st, but worse. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. Any last thoughts before we close this out? Um, I I don't think so. I think we covered it. I think the important thing we've talked about that the whole focus of this entire podcast is to uh, A, maybe step outside your comfort zone a little bit doing different things and B, to, to have some realistic expectations that with this whole situation yes. and, and where you're at. And I think that's important in being able to control what you can control exactly. um, rather than trying to force, you know, force things that you, that we can't control. No, We're all in it together. We're all in it together. That's right. <laughs>